0: while making a positive impact in your community.
1: All right, welcome back to the podcast, to the Purpose and Profitability podcast. This is Robert Fakui, your host. Once again, so welcome back. And um, today's topic is going to be on, well, key number five. We're on the last key to scaling your business, key number five, and that's on succession and exit. So you may be wondering, what does succession and exit have to do with Scaling your business, because you think about that, that sounds like more of the end game, right? It sounds more like, okay, you're preparing to go off into the pasture, I guess. That's not, probably not the right term, but <laughs> to retire and go off the greener pastures or whatever, enjoy your, your uh, golden years. But as we discuss and with my, my guest today, Chris King of Geo Strategies, LLC, you'll start to see how preparation for succession and exit is hugely important to scaling your business. And so today, you know, I'm really looking forward to this topic, but I also have kind of mixed mixed feelings because I'm I'm excited and looking forward to this topic, and I I know Chris King very well, and and I know this is going to be an um, amazing discussion. But also, just I put a little teaser out there for those of you following on Facebook um, that I had a big announcement, an announcement that today is officially, or this episode is my official, my last official episode of hosting this podcast for almost. Two years, so certainly a little bit of sadness there. But it's also um, excited because I know Chris, who is my guest co host or my guest today, but is also going to be your new host, um, I know he's going to take it to a whole other level. And so it really ties in well with this topic. And so, basically, what you're going to see is succession and exit in in the works in a very small scale, in a micro scale, with this podcast. But you'll see the the importance of doing this. But so, let me kind of set up the topic a little bit: um, succession and exit, and why this is so important, and why this is one of the five keys of scaling a business. You know, when to to in reality, the preparation to exit a business successfully, and not just to sell it off or or sell off in pieces or whatever and all that, but to actually hand it off to the next generation so that it continues to grow even after you're gone, it takes years, if not even decades, of planning to do it really well. Um, But because most businesses wait to the very last minute, I mean, literally sometimes the last minute, um, that is why that only 30% of businesses make it to the second generation. And only about 12 make it to the third, and only about 4% make it to the fourth generation. That's because people just don't, business owners just don't plan well in advance. And that takes a lot, a lot of doing. But when planned and executed really well, it does create a foundation for scaling in business. Not just that it continues to grow beyond you, but even in your current, um, in, in your current generation, even as you as the business owner, as you're preparing for, to, to hand it off to somebody else, it will. Lead to growth now. So we're going to talk about that. And so this, as I kind of basically set it up, is that this episode now, this whole thing wasn't really planned. Meaning that I didn't bring Chris, Chris King in here. I didn't plan to interview Chris King on this topic originally. I planned out this five scales of scale, uh five keys of scaling a business a month and a half ago. And my plan was just to talk about it, you know, just by myself. I was just going to. Uh, be the talking head about these topics but about a week and a half ago or about two weeks ago it was kind of in my mind about you know know, i've had fun doing this podcast i've got to know some people got connected with people and people tell me how how much it means to them um but it was starting to i was starting to wonder if i should keep going you know whatever and so about two weeks ago finally hit me i said i think it's time to hand it over to somebody else and so I was thinking, well, who can I do? it? Who can I hand it off to? I didn't want to just quit. Um, and so Chris came to mind. And so we talked, and he he thought about it, and he said, "Yes, I'll do it." And and you know, Chris's story, as you're going to hear, um, makes him a very good. Um, well, it makes sense for him to be on this this episode just for this topic itself, but you also see why he's also the best, the best person to also continue this hosting this podcast. So he's got a story about succession and exit. And so, uh, you know, again, I didn't totally orchestrate. I like to say I totally orchestrated this, but you know, sometimes, um, sometimes the best planning is not really to plan, but just kind of go with it. So as I started to think about, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end, when am I gonna end? I said, well, maybe I'll make this my last official episode. So this is, so this, this is about succession exit, hand it over to Chris, but I'll still be around and I told him I'd be around for another month or so. We can kinda I'll be like maybe a, a co-host with him for a while as we kind of hand it off. So this this doesn't mean I'm not gonna be on this podcast um like after today but I'll, I'll still be around. But anyways, this, um, so anyways, you'll see how this, this, this topic succession to exit really fits into everything that we're doing right now. So one is you'll hear Chris's, as I interview Chris, you'll hear the importance of succession exit. You'll see this thing in action right now, with this podcast, um, me handing this off to Chris, but then also you'll see how, um the podcast is gonna take it a little bit of different flavor. I mean, it's still gonna be purpose and profitability. That's still the fundamental uh thing that is gonna be focused on, uh, and making sure, you know, helping your business become profitable, but also with a purpose. But also you see just with Chris's own background and his experiences, you know, he's gonna have a different flavor to it, which is great. And I think that's sometimes that's needed, you know, a little bit of fresh, uh, you know, fresh understanding, a little fresh perspective. Um, So I'm really looking forward to see what happens, with with how Chris takes this. So let me introduce Chris. Uh, Chris King, like I said, president of Gaius Strategies, um, LLC, is a business and leadership coach, strategic consultant, and professional trainer to family businesses and small businesses seeking to achieve breakthrough growth. He holds an MBA from Duke University with over a decade of small family business leadership in the outpatient healthcare services sector. He's also a King, certified Kingdom Business Coach and certified Biblical Entrepreneurship Trainer through the Nehemiah Project. He's a second-generation family business owner who navigated an untimely family business succession. Chris understands the immeasurable value of comprehensive family business succession plan and next-generation preparation. So you'll see, he's got firsthand experience of how succession and exit can work really well or sometimes not. <laughs> so, and so he'll, I know he'll stress the importance of really planning ahead. Um, so he has firsthand experience and lessons learned in the areas of family business governance, relational dynamics, and succession have uniquely prepared him to be a trusted advisor to current and future generations of family business He's led and managed a regional network of joint venture outpatient imaging centers, developing a broad foundation of general management experience and skills in the process. After succeeding the founder of the business, Chris led the development and launch of two additional centers and spearheaded multiple capital equipment investment rounds to strengthen the company's competitiveness in the local marketplace." And then in early 2017, he founded Gaius Strategies LLC, a strategic coaching, sh- training, and advisory firm whose mission is to inspire and empower business owners to build thriving lives, families, and business. The firm helps business owners identify at the roots and successfully overcome the obstacles and challenges holding them back from achieving their God-given vision. The firm also helps clients devise, implement, and manage successful business strategies that enable them to break through to the next level of growth and impact. So he's married, he's got a daughter, and they reside in the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex area. That is Chris King in a nutshell, and I'm sure over the next episodes or so, you'll get to know him even better. I mean, there's more to him than that, but that's the short of it. But So with that, Chris, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Robert. I appreciate that uh, introduction and the kind words that you had. It's uh, an honor to be a guest, let alone be asked to... Succeed you, and uh, the um, endeavor that you uh, started up and and launched and and just solidified and through just continued persistence and energy just um for two years that's week in and week out that's a that's a big commitment uh and so um, um i'm excited to to do this um this interview today and share my story uh for everyone to hopefully um glean some some wisdom from but also um just uh, kind of excited about uh, uh the new topics to explore and, and people to talk to and uh just this something that was not really on my radar, but now that it is, it's uh, built a lot of energy for me. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're
1: excited. I'm excited. Um, not because I'm not going to be doing it anymore. I'm, I'm just excited to what you're going to do and bring to this. And, um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, as I was thinking, to, and I, the idea was popping in my head a couple months ago. I was like, okay, doing. am I supposed to continue this, whatever? And, and I was like, do I just drop it or whatever? And, and technically this, Podcasts is is the uh, the vision and the engineering of Nehemiah Project that both you and I are are involved with. Um, so, but I it will be nice to just really hand it over to somebody else. Um, and and so, I'm really excited what you're going to bring to this. Um, I know your background. Uh, I know you can bring a, a lot to this. And so, what you're all you're going to be seeing for for you listening is this is going to be like uh, I guess training in action. Because obviously, Chris, I just I just uh, dumped this on him a couple of weeks ago, asked him the question. Um, so we're gonna I'm gonna work with him, and you know, so so he can find his own his own flavor, his own thing, his own groove.
0: Yeah. So I'm not just probably,
1: going on him and go, right? Yeah, you'll probably hear a,
0: a few more y'alls than you <laughs> <laughs> Being from Texas and originally from Louisiana, that's kind of part of my lexicon here.
1: That's <laughs> oh, all right. Well, yeah, it doesn't really matter because we have listeners that I know are in Kenya and other oh, yeah. and stuff like that, so I don't think it really matters. <laughs> no, <laughs> but for the American listener, I guess they're like, hey, where, did they move the podcast? <laughs> now, you know, the beauty of technology is you can do this from anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah. So, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself and, of course, how it lead into the story of how you inherited this family business that is on your resume.
0: Uh, sure. So, well you covered um, kind of the, the business side of things. Um, uh, personally, um, um, I, I have a family, as you mentioned, the wife and daughter. Um, and I live here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And um, I, in addition to um, going through a successful exit and strategy, exit and, pl- um, and succession process, where I was the person coming into the business, I also have exited the uh, the. I've also succeeded the leadership in my company to someone else. Although I'm still involved, and in, I. Um, uh, board of directors and ownership level, so kind of covered that that side of it uh, partially as well. So, um, I, I just really have a passion for for helping people uh, overcome their obstacles, uh, uh, both personal obstacles they may have in addition to business. Uh, obstacles um, to, um, to take themselves to the next level, uh, to grow and transform themselves, but also grow and transform their business uh, from one stage to the next, or uh, to, to scale their business uh, to um, reach uh, a different marketplace. So this is all those things are exciting to me, devising the strategies, I'm, a, I'm kind of a strategy person. So uh, Robert's a great marketing person, marketing strategy person. I'm kind of a more a general business strategy person. Uh, but so for me that strategy starts with with why. So this is what's exciting to me about this podcast is purpose. Is why you know start with that and go from there. That's kind of my uh, my uh, approach to, to to problems and, and to helping people um, overcome theirs.
1: Good. So tell me about what, what's
0: your why? My why, um, my why uh, relates to my faith, uh, and so my why is to 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 honor God to um, to um, be a Steward of his resources and talents for his glory for his purposes, so my my why was I believe is defined by my identity and who I am uh, uh, in the Lord, and so I go from there and and in doing so i I adhere to his principles and uh, and uh, and when working with people uh, and encouraging them to um, adopt those same principles, even though they may not have. Uh, a face background similar to mine the principles i think are are um, wise and uh, effective uh, for everyone good so yeah,
1: can you maybe share maybe one example of how what kind of principles that you follow that help your clients like i said and, and you kind of alluded to the fact that you know not all your clients or not everyone's obviously a, a christian or still just said faith but the principles do apply and will be helpful to anyone should they apply it
0: so there's one example you can give, maybe. Sure. So um, so one example would be uh, counting the cost uh, of, of what you uh, are going to invest in um, so that you may finish it mm-hmm. uh, and do it well. Um, uh, that's a, a biblical principle. It also is a very wise principle. Um, uh, principle for, for, for any human being uh, to to um, to follow and uh, one of my clients was at a point where he was wondering whether to continue on in his business uh, he had encountered some um, some issues with um, with um, people he worked with that didn't honor their obligations and it put him in a bind uh, and um, he was counting the cost of whether to continue uh and how, and if so, how to do so in a way that would be most uh, set him up to succeed and finish and and pull through uh, the uh, financial stress that he was in. Good, good.
1: So tell me about how you, because I think owning a business was not on your radar kind of early on. No. And you know, <laughs> something kind of got... Put on your lap in a little bit so tell me about tell us about that what, what happened there? How did you get involved what was your first business
0: experience like? <laughs> um, first business experience uh, was um, uh, after six years of working on Capitol Hill as a staffer for a congressman, um, I was ready for a change. I was looking for for, for making a transition anyway and um, so that was uh, and the way it looked for me was transition from the public sector to the private sector, I believed that I could have more of an impact and more uh, success in impacting the world around me and, and others in the private sector rather than the public sector. And again, this is just making what, my experience was, and so um, I was going to do that by applying to business schools uh, full- time programs uh, to make that help make that transition to prepare me uh, and as I was waiting to hear back from applications and I'd already received um, uh, answers from some um, I, I found out that my mom was diagnosed with cancer mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's fifty one uh, yeah. and yes uh, very and Uh, unfortunately it was an advanced stage lung cancer with a very uh, poor prognosis. And um, so that was uh, just, you know, almost devastating. Um, And so my immediate thought was how can I support her? How can I be with her? How can I help her? Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, And during the course of uh, helping her in the treatment, she asked me if being in, taking over her business that she had started would be something that I would be interested in. Um, to give you some background, the business she started at the time, um, she, she herself had already um, successfully launched a business scale. You know, went through all the stages and, and, and exited, uh, selling one of her imaging centers mm-hmm. uh, um, a few years earlier than that, uh-huh. uh, and still had another kind of cash cow imaging center that was doing well and stable. And was had within a year before finding out she had cancer. What uh-huh. um, had launched two additional ones and one was in the process of another imaging center was in the process of being launched. So from her perspective, things were, things were just getting started Mm -hmm. and to then receive that diagnosis. So, so having a a succession and exit plan was not really um, on her radar at the time because Mm -hmm. um, she was, she was focused on growth and of course her age of 51 was, it was just not expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for me, my first business experience was saying yes, to her um, invitation, uh, after talking with my wife, then at the uh, my wife at the time, and moving it would, because it would require moving to Louisiana, uh, which is where I'm originally from, from the DC area, and um, so made that decision. And, and the, the primary reason was to be near her for her uh, during her treatment, mm-hmm. uh, support her on the business side, um, and it was kind of a okay for now. We will do this, and then. Um, she um my mom passed away about nine months nine months after she was diagnosed so uh and it was about um three months into her treatment and when i moved down and got involved in the business so it was about six months where i was i was there within the business whenever she was still alive and able to uh talk with her but that that posed a, a different problem there for me the the challenge of supporting her during her treatments both emotionally and, and logistically and, and physically at the same time I'm trying to learn <laughs> what business is about yeah there's, there's this issue of business in general what's that look like what's that how to navigate that then there's our our specific businesses you know how they're organized and, and managed and set up and then there's the industry we're in, healthcare industry, which is, has its own set of dynamics yeah. and, and issues as well. So very steep learning curves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> this is uh, unfortunately not as uncommon as you'd think, that all of a sudden the, 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 the kids or, or even the spouse all mm-hmm. of a sudden now is thrown into this situation where they've they got to figure out what to do with this business that they know almost nothing about.
0: Yeah, if you're a if you're a spouse of a business owner, you may whether you know it or not, you're in a family business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And having knowing, you know, having a good understanding of the business. I mean you don't have to know the day-to-days per se, the operations and all that, but um if you're not working the business, you need to have a, a a working knowledge. Um but also just preparing you gotta prepare somebody in the business to take over. If something happens, I mean, God forbid, I mean you get get in a car accident and, and pass away, um, immediately now people have to jump in. Mm-hmm. And your team has to be prepared to jump in. And so you could be fifty-one, you can be forty one, I mean, and you can be sixty-one or seventy one, but regardless of your age, like I said, you you know, especially the younger you are, you don't think about succession. And so because you don't prepare for that. You're not preparing necessarily for someone to actually take over the business per se, but you do need to prepare people to run the business should you be gone. Mm-hmm. So, even if it's just for an extended vacation, I mean, like in your your case, mm-hmm. what if you were the business owner, you need to step away just to take care of your your parents. Um, you need to have somebody to be able to run the business so you can take care of the parents while you're uh, while the business is still running and even hopefully growing too. Right. So there's a number of situations and. That you want to always be in that preparation mode of of raising, training, and, and equipping your leaders to to take over if something happens, mm-hmm. um, and if nothing else, just to continue prepare people to step up into higher levels of leadership in the business. Right. right. So you, you kind of talked about the struggles there, but you also there's also another family business situation, right, where you had the you you were. Um, wasn't there a restaurant story? Is that I think about you or somebody else?
0: No, oh, yeah, I haven't no, been in a restaurant.
1: Okay. For some reason, I thought there was a restaurant story. There was a restaurant business story or something like that. Okay. so I'm
0: not that you know. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you have to find that person. Stories I've heard about restaurants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quite a challenge.
1: So, so this is the family business that we, we had talked about before. Right, you mm-hmm. before. So you, you talked about some of the struggles there. What do you see could have been done better? I mean, obviously this is hindsight, but what could have been done better um, sure. by your mom to to prepare the next le- the next generation of leadership to take over, even if she's not wasn't yeah. she wasn't thinking about you know she's going to be sure. diagnosed with cancer, but regardless, what could have been done better for
0: preparation for succession? You know, if you think about it, at the time of at the time of her diagnosis, from that point forward, I don't, I don't know what could have been done better. You know, um, at that point. Now, prior to that, I think that's where right. the the, um, the the lessons learned come in. Uh, real um, the real change uh, changes could have been made. To uh, and one of those is is as you just mentioned, having someone in mind, uh, um, or having some contingencies uh, to understand what would happen if, like, even if you said, even if I were to go away for a month, you know. Uh, or if what were something were to happen to me, you know, a, a purpose-driven business you want to have that, um, have that legacy extend beyond you. In my mind, uh, and that means um, uh, creating a business that's going to last multiple generations, or um, and continue to uh, fulfill its purpose um, as long as it can. And so um, what could have been done better, of course, is, is identifying who that was. And having conversations with me, if that's what, uh, and she had mentioned it a few times, but there was no like, okay, well, if, if you are, then let's start doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So from the standpoint of um, what could have been done better, it would be on the succession side more than the exit side. I see the succession side being the, the leadership preparation. The, the, the transformation the, the changes that need to be made within uh, the business to, to for that business to be transferred from one leader to the next and the exit is, is more the the legal aspect of how how what happens to the ownership of the business uh, and how the business is governed um, whenever um, uh, you leave the business that that piece um, there was uh, excellent um, planning done on the exit side, uh, both uh, legally and uh, tax wise um, to make the most of the situation. Um, and we were not in a bind in the end uh, with the, um, uh, financially with a that, with that handover from one generation to the next. Um, in fact, my mother was, there was, a, there was sufficient planning in place for her to set up a generation skipping trust. To where the, not my generation, my sister and me, but our kids and their kids and their kids will benefit from a trust uh, that, that skips our generation uh, for their benefit. So uh, that piece of the planning process was, was, was done and um, done well. Um, there was sufficient time to do that uh, and complete that process from where it was at the time of our diagnosis. What you What you can't do... And jump in
1: here quickly. Talk about that uh, generational uh, skip trust. Um, talk to us about that
0: a little bit more. Sure. How that works? As uh, I understand it, uh, there's a um, a uh, one million. Well, this was at the time. This was this was years ago. There was a there's a limit on how much money that you can donate into a generation skipping trust, and it's you donate into the you contribute to it um, uh, tax free, and you're able it skips your generation. And that begins to even the beneficiaries are the the succeeding generations for to three generations, mm-hmm. uh, and they receive what they receive from that generation of skipping trust. I is, think is then taxed at that time, okay. um, and that may have, the mechanics may have changed, but that's my understanding how that okay how that works. So
1: basically, you don't give anything to
0: your kids, but you give it to your grandkids. Well, yeah. Well, using that that type of trust, there's also other. Um, uh, you know, she designated the ownership to my sister and I in the current mm-hmm. businesses. And she also set up a, a trust for us um, because she was concerned about us having the cash cow business that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that much cash coming through to us mm-hmm. um, at a young age. At that time, I was 27 and my sister was 22. Yeah. So, um, so there was a family trust for my sister and I that we were beneficiaries of. Uh, to where a bulk of the ownership in, in that in that uh, um, successful uh, already running business went into that. So there was a trustee that distributed that, and so there was some accountability there.
1: Okay, good. And one of the things you're talking about when it came to succession is really about kind of building with the leadership. Mm-hmm. Is that that's that's where uh, the benefit for the current business comes in because I talked about it earlier. The, the question about how does succession and exit benefit the business now? How does that mm-hmm. how does that lead to scaling? Because we're mm-hmm. thinking about maybe the the end game after the owners stepping back, but the succession piece is that preparation of leadership, that equipping and preparation of leadership, mm-hmm. and that's that's where it'll help the business scale now because most small business like most of the business i deal with are doing about 30 million dollars a year in revenue and less a lot of them especially as you get to the lower end like to less than 10 million or 5 million they don't really have any true leaders they might have a manager but they really don't have true leaders And my definition of leadership is only almost like having an entrepreneur within the business mm-hmm. one that can are, are more uh Forward thinking, vision focus, right? They're not just managing, not just taking. Here's what we need to do. Here's my people. These are my business plans that we've got to execute, we've got to manage. But the leaders, that's kind of like in a corporation. They're like your vice presidents, mm-hmm. um, you know, vice presidents of certain uh, business units uh, or departments, and 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 they're more like entrepreneurs within the business. And so developing people to have that mindset, even if you're not big enough to have, you know, formal vice presidents of a separate business unit, but the fact that even they'll entitle their managers, but you start to develop them as leaders to be a little bit more forward thinking so that all that stuff doesn't fall on you and the business owner. Mm -hmm. And also what it does is empower them to be more creative, to implement things, to become innovative, which will only help your business. So now all that, You know, visioning and innovation thoughts and all that doesn't fall on the business owner. In fact, most, you know, successful uh, leaders in business, business owners are ones that empower their leaders to do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because you take, you harness the power of different people's creativity because you have, you know, people come from different experiences and backgrounds. So there's going to be a lot of creativity that can flow, and that will improve your operations, your marketing, your product development, all that kind of stuff. And that'll help take your business to a whole nother level um, beyond yourself. Because if the leader, if all that stuff falls on, the, on the, the backs and the shoulders of the leader, the business owner, then the business can't grow past them, their own capacity. Mm -hmm. of innovation, creativity, and vision. So um, building up, raising up those leaders, regardless of the size of business you have. I mean, you can be like a five-man operation, but finding that one person that can really help you in that area to to take some of that load of visioning and being innovative and all that and and building them up um, will only help your business go to the next level. So what are some things that, I guess, uh, some, some advice for the next generation family business leaders, what, what's some advice that you can give uh, for that next generation family business leader?
0: Well, um, along the lines that you mentioned is um, if if you're in line for for um, even the potential uh, um, possibility that you're going to um, be the succeed uh, the current generation, um, engage them about the process. Talk to them about. Um, where things are, what the vision for the business is. Understand as much as you can about what their intent, what the purpose, what the why is for the business. That, that's what helped me. My, wife, my mom and I weren't able to have a lot of those conversations because of the compressed time, but because of her, more concern, where our conversations were about um, her in general and our relationship in general. And so um, during those during those last few months. So, um, but it was very clear from the start that her purpose. Uh, for the businesses uh, was for those our patients that came into our business to feel like they are in good hands that they're taken care of mm-hmm. and they're treated like family.
1: Yeah.
0: If we, you know, we are we, we encouraged our employees to treat any, every patient like they were a member of our own family, how you would want your own family member to be treated. Mm-hmm. If you did that, then you can't go wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Even if it comes down to, you know, absent any direction on our part, absent any, um, uh, you know, policy or procedure in the moment, have to make a decision, do what you think is best for the patient and it'll all work out. Mm -hmm. So that philosophy, that, that philosophy, that, that mission, uh, is what endured, um, and uh, helped me and guided me after she passed uh, mm-hmm. to making decisions later on. So understanding that is, is critical and, and it keeps kept me from going to the uh, one, this other piece of advice would be not to try to uh, lead from what you think your parent or your other family member that you succeeded, what they would do, mm-hmm. um, Focus on the mission of the business and go from there, rather than that what they would do, because they have a different personality from you. They have different experiences from you. They have different contexts of relationships than you did with others. And so, um, uh, don't don't copy their leadership style. Mm-hmm. Understand yourself and your own leadership style, and begin to cultivate that. Under, begin to understand what your strengths are uh, and what you bring to the table, and then come come to the um, come to the business from that standpoint.
1: Good. Good. Okay, so we'll flip it around. What about the current generation family business owner? What kind of advice can you give them? Is are con- contemplating succession or exit? Or they may not be con- contemplating
0: succession or exit. Right, right. Um, I would say first and foremost, become willing to give up a level of control during the process. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, founders, especially, that uh, they did amazing work getting a business launched and taking it to a, the level of success it gets to. But when it comes to to letting go of those controls in order to bring in those managers that you mentioned, those the next level of leadership that were, that involves giving up some control, and I think that's uh, difficult uh, for a lot of business owners because everything up to that point was achieved because of decisions and involvement that they directly had right. so um so i think being open to that you know and understand that that's going to be part of the process yeah. is first um second is is to have a plan and contingency uh, in place with with contingencies in place right away mm-hmm. if something happened to me on the way to work tomorrow what would it, what would what would happen after that with the business mm-hmm. have a contingency with that and then think of um that that kind of kind of puts a more immediate concern because you may think that you know well i'm going to be working you another 20 years before i'm planning to retire mm-hmm. and I can, i'll come up with something then and i don't know who's going to be around in order to pass the business to them yeah. well you can come up with that right you know, to begin with what happens today. How would I select the next person? Yeah. Begin looking at criteria that you you would use uh, uh, to select those those individuals. If it's someone within your company, if it's someone within your family, uh, and um, and definitely have an have an understanding of what would happen uh, on the legal and, and tax side if something were to happen today, mm-hmm. and have a begin to form a plan if you don't have one for that. good.
1: good. So, last question. You talked about giving up control, which is totally agree. How do you do that? Because that's probably the, (laughs) it is tough. You know, it's your baby. Uh, You feel like you're the most qualified one because you've done it, you know, from the time you started and all that kind of stuff. So giving up control um, is, is is very difficult. And I think a lot of business owners realize they need to do that but actually doing it is a whole nother level. So I don't know if you mm-hmm. can do this, but any advice of how you, how you do that is it just come in steps and stages. Um, you know, you just give up, you know, certain tasks. You just still, slowly start to give control. But what, what, what does that look like? Cause obviously one of the fears is you give up control and things don't get, don't get done well. Mm-hmm. And then all heck breaks loose in the business. Right. So talk to us a little bit about that. About how, how,
0: how can you do that? Couple things come to mind. Uh, first is try to develop as many best pra- and implement as many best practices, best practice systems and processes within your business, because that will that will help guide decision making. That will help ensure that there's a more uh, consistent outcome and desirable outcome if there's those policies and procedures, systems in place. Uh, to help um, guide whoever is out there. That goes from today, you know, to your leaders and managers you may have today. Mm -hmm. Something to to do along with developing them is develop the systems and processes that's going to support them. Mm -hmm. Um, But also do that for, uh, to give up control it's easier to give up control if I trust that I design this process and, and then also build in what is the accountability that the process will be Mm forward and be be followed. And so uh, that that's one area. The second area is, uh, so you're trusting in those systems. The second is trusting in a successor, and that takes time and investment in that relationship with with, with who you've identified to succeed you. Uh, giving them, as you mentioned, giving them uh, a certain measure of authority in a given project or task, and, and following through with that and guiding them. And if they're not, uh, they don't meet the past muster there, then. Um, you realize you need to find someone else, and mm-hmm. um, uh, and then devote your energy and time into that. But that 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 side of things takes time, I think. Um, to, and, but also that goes two ways. The person on the other end needs that time from you. Mm-hmm. They need that investment that you would yeah. give, yeah, exactly. to help prepare them. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a double win.
1: Yeah. And then, so sometimes I already hear the pushback is I don't have time to to invest in this kind of training. I, say, I always tell them, I said, you don't, have, you, you don't have the affordability not to do it because it's going to really impact your bottom line. It's either going to hold it back if you don't invest the time or it's going to help you succeed if you do invest the time. But the, the, more, the longer you kind of put it off, the more you're just going to struggle in where you are. Right. Yeah. It's not, it's not going to continue to, to, to grow. Um, so any, any, thought, any other thoughts?
0: Yeah. The only other thing that comes to mind, and this is, this is not meant to be a shameless plug, but it's, it's the, um, the impact that a coach can have in the process. Mm-hmm. Someone, a third party, you know, your, <clears throat> your um, current generation and there's next generation, but if you have a third party that's helping the broker mm-hmm. and, and is, and is one hundred percent for both of you, mm-hmm. uh, and willing to, to help guide you. And well, I have this time. How do I spend it? Yeah, what do I focus on yeah what are the needs. What's the timeline? What's the goal? What are their goals? Coaches can help with those those um, that process, uh, and at least to get it started and designed, if not to walk you all the way through it.
1: Yeah. Now, good stuff. Well, Chris, thank you for being a guest.
0: I appreciate the invitation.
1: Thank you for taking over this podcast,
0: for hosting. (laughs) That's that's just an honor that um, I'm very thankful for.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, um, this isn't necessarily going to be the end. I'm not just dumping this on him and I'm going to go off into the sunset. You know, And so kind of getting back to one of my uh, decisions to do this too was, uh, well, my wife and I, as Chris knows, my wife and I started this new, I guess, focus with our consulting business to really help Married couples that own a business, you know, address some of the issues we talked about here. A lot of the, well, pretty much all the issues we talked about here, but um, you know, uh, but help them both in their marriage and their business. You know, when you're married, it's challenging enough, but when you're married and own a business, it puts another layer of complexity that most other couples don't have. And um, and so we we are launching our own podcast called Purpose. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's this one. <laughs> um, couples by Design. Um, it's not up and running yet. We're still kind of fleshing out the the, the concept and all that. Um, but for those of you who want to get a head start, oh, we're on Instagram and Facebook. We have Power Couples by Design is the name of the Facebook page and the Instagram page, so you can start to follow that. So as soon as we do launch the podcast... You'll be one of the first to know. Or even go to the website itself, powercouplesbydesign.com. But that's, you know, I felt that I really need to devote that. You know, if we're going to start another podcast, I felt I need to really give up this other one. <laughs> because trying to do both um, is going to be difficult, you know, with our with our business still. we still got to run our business. Um, so anyways, that's kind of, that's one of the, one of the, I'd say the primary reason to to do this to succeed it over to Chris was so that we can I can devote my time to my wife's and I's podcast. But certainly we're still going to be involved. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably I'll probably have Chris on our show, and I'll probably still pop in every. Yeah, time. Well, I was <laughs> just thinking. be
0: also awesome once you and your wife get you know your set up is to have you come back and be be a guest on the show, yeah. talk with both of you at the same time. And
1: certainly we're going to have to have Chris on our show talking about succession and, you know, next generation and stuff, because uh, pretty much all of our clients, when they're married, they usually have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have clients right now that have some of their kids working in the business. And so some of the stuff we talk about here is succession. Now That's one of the first things we bring up is like, okay, are the kids part of that succession plan? Mm-hmm. And, you know, 10 times out of 10, they they say yes, but they haven't really thought about it or really, uh, became intentional about putting the process together. Because you alluded to that earlier, Chris, that your mom had talked about it in passing, but it wasn't something that was intentional for you guys to develop a plan of action. Uh-huh.
0: And so... That always- brings up one more thing that I wanted to, to just... Last, I wanted to mention from earlier, you advice for, for next generation leaders contemplating coming into the business is to really um, count the costs for that as well. Mm-hmm. understand what's involved in in committing to being the successor succeeder of your parent uh and the business because mm-hmm. there are things that you're gonna be saying no to in order to say that yes. Yeah. And yeah. what impact not only it has on you, but if you're married and have kids on your family as well. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well Chris, thanks again <clears throat> excuse me for being on the show and thank you all for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. Thank you. If you've got any business questions or topics you'd like to hear more about, you can just email. Well, I guess we're going to have to give out your email now, Chris. <laughs> email Chris. Uh, we'll give that. Uh, or you can uh, go to the Facebook page um, and just put your comment in there. But thanks again, everyone, for listening for these last couple years. This is episode 73. So episode 74 is going to pick up where I left off, and Chris is going to take over. Um, but like I said, I'll still be on for a little bit.
0: That's a bit fitting. I was born
1: in 1973. Oh yeah, okay. so this is good to see. man. It's you know there are no coincidences in life, and so this this episode has been uh, obviously very um, um, you know it's, it's um, obviously a special uh, special time. So this 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 topic, um, the episode number, um, what we're doing right now, in succession. I think this all fits in very nicely. So I'm glad we're doing this. I'm glad this is working out the way it is. Uh, but I'll, again, thank you all for for listening. To these the last couple of years and uh, even though they weren't making any direct comments on the Facebook page or on the, on the podcast uh, page, I, I would hear things in passing as I would meet with people and realize that, Hey, there are people listening. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, it'd be nice for it to comment every everyone's while Cause I don't, sometimes I don't know, but thank you for all those nice comments that I have heard um, over the last couple of years. And I'm glad that this has been helpful in some aspect in your, in your business and your life. And I hope to continue this and and please continue to, to listen in because I know Chris is going to bring in a whole nother flavor that's going to be uh, equally as helpful if not more uh, for what you're doing in your business. So thanks again for listening, everyone. This is Robert Fakui. Remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great week and I'll see you, see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.